1: Hello friends and welcome to the NFL week six episode of the bacon bets podcast and i'm fired up i'm already fired up now that's probably part of the reason for that is probably because i'm sober again i'm i go I, I'm a man of extremes I go from drinking and, and smoking all the time uh, for like two months on end and then uh, for some reason I just decided to go two months with being completely sober and not having a, a touch of alcohol or anything um so now I'm at that stage. I had to flip it. I woke up a couple days ago and I was like, all right, let's go two weeks, two months completely sober. So I'm going to try to go to Christmas. Uh, so I'm a little bit agitated already. But something else, a lot of things are happening in the sports betting world that are making me fired up. So I know I leave my rants usually to the end of the show, but I can't wait on that. I'm getting my rant out of the way. Because right now it's Wednesday night. The Dodgers just went up 11-0 on the Braves. And something that happens in the sports betting world that fucking drives me insane is when somebody bets on a team, makes any kind of bet, and then it goes wrong right off the start. Like, obviously, I'm assuming you guys know the Braves uh, got down 11-0 in the first inning or whatever it was, double digits, which is probably the worst start to a game in Braves team history. It has to be. It's got to be up there at least top three. And as soon as that happened, I didn't even bet on the game. But I see everyone going after everyone who I follow who was on the Braves, calling them complete fucking idiots, calling them morons. You don't know how to bet on a game. You're the worst. You're fucking losing me. Listen, if, it, if you thought the Dodgers were going to go up 11 runs in the first inning, why didn't you go find a bookie that would take it a Dodgers minus 10 and a half run line the fucking first inning? Who would have saw that coming? What stat, what indication was there that the Dodgers were going to go up 11-0 and then you have the audacity after they're already up 11-0 to go tell everyone who bet on the Braves that they're idiots and morons and shouldn't be in this fucking sports betting world? Fuck you mouth breathers. At least if, if you think a pick's bad, have the balls to call it out before the game starts, you fucking mouth breathing morons, you momos. I didn't even bet on the game. I didn't even bet on the game, but I, I see hundreds of comments of people going after Braves bettors, calling them idiots. Do it before the game. Have the balls to do it before the game. What, you you think it was obvious the Dodgers were going to go up at 11-0 in the first inning? Things happen. Things happen. But for you to call it out after it's already, right, and then you call them an idiot, you're an idiot. If you thought they are an idiot for betting on the Braves, you should have put your entire mortgage on the Dodgers if it was that easy fired up. I didn't even bet on the game. And I also want to make it clear that this is me. This is not me saying, because another thing I'm seeing in the sports betting world that pisses me off are people who are just playing victim all the time. People who are whining, oh, the haters. I had two people in my replies get mad at me. You know what? I'm going to stop betting on sports. I'm going to stop putting out my picks because all the haters, the real ones, remember that hot streak I was on two years ago. I also hate that too. I hate both sides of it. Don't be a moron if someone made a pick and it went south quick. And then don't be the guy who puts old picks and then cries and plays victim when you're you're on a cold streak and, and people chirp you. Don't be either sides of that. Put out your picks. Have fun with it. If you see someone, if you tail someone and it was a bad pick, realize that the professional bettors, the ones who bet in Vegas, the ones who make a living off it, the ones who put thousands and thousands of dollars on every game, those best of the best guys still only hit in the high 50s at the very best 60%. That means 40% of their bets still lose, and these are the guys who bet thousands of dollars of games, thousands of dollars a game and do it for a living. Those guys hit at best sixty percent. So if you see someone lose a bet, don't go fucking chirp them, don't be that moron. Especially if you weren't on the other side of it. At least call them out. If you're gonna call anyone out, oh, call it out pre-game before it starts. Put your money where your mouth is for you to call someone out when it's already 11 nothing you coward you coward and also if you put out picks if you have the balls to put out picks and respect to you if for all those people who do put out public publicly put out picks and then they backfire on you and you lose and someone chirps you because you're on a cold streak laugh at yourself if that guys if the person who chirps you is just a complete dickhead and just taking it too far and just taking it personal then just block them block them and move on with your life if someone just has a couple playful chirps, you be like, oh, I'm glad I faded on that one. Laugh at yourself and move on. Get out of your cold streak. Don't whine on Twitter. Hey, I'm going to stop betting because I'm putting out these picks and all I get is, are haters in my comment. Grow up. Stop playing victim. Shit happens. Move on. So that's my early rant uh, to start off the <laughs> NFL Week 6 episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. Now that we have uh, that out of the way, let's get into... Uh, actually, let's review last week's bets really quick. And then we'll get into my picks for week six. Uh, so I went 7-7. Seven and seven, No. Yeah, 7-7 seven and seven last week for uh, minus .73 units. Uh, which is alright. That's fine. I guess I'll take that most weeks. So that brings my season total to 40-36 and one for plus 2.48 units. So we are still in the black. We're still in the positive, people. Let's quickly go through uh, last week's bets here, shall we? Started with the Bucks and Bears. Uh, I was on the Bucks. Looked like they were going to cover there at the start, and then they just completely collapsed there in the second half. Uh, I think I even said it on the podcast last week. I even think I said um, uh, the week before I took the Under and I should have taken the Broncos and then this past week I took the Bucks and I said on the podcast I should probably take the under Uh, and that's what happened I cursed myself because the under hit but I wasn't on it I was on the Bucks and uh, the Bears came back and ended up winning that game so that was a started with a loss on Thursday night Panthers Falcons over fifty four and a half I hardly even remember that game I'm over with the Falcons Dan Quinn is gone Uh, which kind of makes me it's kind of tempting to go back to being a Falcons fan it's hard. It's like breaking up uh, with a girlfriend that you've dated for, I don't know how many years was I a Falcons fan for, 17 years, 18 years? Uh, it's hard. It's tough to break up with them. It's tough to completely move on. I noticed yesterday that my uh, computer background, my computer wallpaper is still a Falcons logo, and I don't have the heart to change it yet. Uh, but I'm not a Falcons fan. That's over. That's past. Uh, I was on the over in their game against the Panthers. Panthers beat them over. Right? I should have just taken the Panthers. Uh, the over did not hit either. The Falcons offense looked bad. Uh, I don't really trust Raheem Morris as an interim head coach either. I don't. He's the guy who game planned against Chris Carson and said if the Seahawks are going to beat us, it'll have to be through Russell Wilson, uh, which is the dumbest idea of all time. So I don't really trust him either. Uh, But enough about them, moving on uh, after that, Raiders plus 13 versus Chiefs, I should have taken the money line, (laughs) obviously hindsight's 20-20, but I got the, obviously the Raiders to cover because they won outright, that would have been a great money line hit, but I mean come on, who's going to bet on the Raiders money line against the Chiefs as 13 point underdogs, but obviously they covered the plus 13, Uh, Rams beat up on Washington, they covered minus 7, Bengals, offense looked terrible against the Ravens, Uh, Joe Burrow, a couple bad rookie mistakes a couple bad turnovers that's going to happen from time to time uh but they did not cover against the Ravens that was kind of a last second bet because I didn't actually research that on the podcast that was one of the picks that I did uh after the podcast um yeah that was a bad bet Jaguars plus six they're kind of in it all game and then they kind of let it uh get away from them there at the end the Texans won and covered so that was a loss uh, Cardinals beat up on the Jets. Of course, uh, Eagles did not cover against the Steelers. That was another one that was kind of close for a while. Uh, I think it was a two-point game there, close to the end, right? And then the Steelers kind of scored a touchdown and sealed it, and that was, en- uh, that was the end of that. So my Eagles bet did not win either. Uh, Shout-out Chase Claypool, Canadian, four touchdowns. I um, actually drafted him in my Dynasty Fantasy League last year too, so I have him in that. So hopefully he keeps being good. The uh, Steelers are basically just a wide receiver factory, eh? Uh, kind of wild none of the wide receivers that they've uh, produced have come out of the first round either so Uh, good for them Dolphins plus nine that hit for me Uh, another big underdog that would have been nice if I took the money line but I didn't but plus nine hit so that was a win Cowboys didn't cover against the Giants it looked really bad at the start and then it kind of looked like they were going to get the cover and then Dak uh, Dak's ankle just snapped in half so uh, as soon as he got that injury uh, that was kind of the end of that bet uh, but then uh, Browns beat the Colts as my money line underdog. It was only minus 105 though. That was a real bitch money line underdog. But they won regardless. Actually, they ended up closing as a as a one point favorite. But on the podcast last week on Wednesday night, I locked in their plus one. So technically an underdog when I bet on them. Uh, Vikings Sunday nighter against the Seahawks. They covered plus seven, almost one out right. Uh, and then Chargers plus seven, minus 103 against the Saints. On Monday night, so I was on both those underdogs to cover the spread. Those were two good wins. Uh, I seem to do really well in the late afternoon and primetime games, and the early afternoon games kind of screw me every week. Uh, but then Bills, uh, Bills Tuesday night, uh, yeah, that was a loss to the Titans. I mean, all, I mean that was one of the ones where all the stats lined up that the Bills were going to win that game. Um, so it was almost so obvious to bet on the Bills that I should have just bet on the Titans because... When one team is so obvious, it's almost like as if the other team should be the obvious pick. Uh, There's a couple of games uh, like that this week uh, that I'm going to get into here in a little bit. Um, Actually, let's get into them now, because that's it. That's my little review last week. I mean, I didn't really have any bad beats. I didn't really have any good beats. Uh, Everything just kind of was what it was. 7 is just a kind of boring 7-7 and week, down 7.73 units, but I stayed profitable overall. And that's the goal. The main goal... At this point, now that I'm through five weeks and still profitable, my goal is to just be in the black at the end of the season. If I get through 16 weeks, 256 bets, and I walk away with a profit, even if it's a half a unit profit, I will be happy. So let's keep that rolling. Let's have a good week this week. Let's get into the NFL Week 6 episode of the Bacon Bets Podcast.
0: more bacon than the pan can handle, more bacon than the pan can handle, more bacon than the pan can handle, more bacon
1: than the pan can handle, all right, really quick before I get into the pics, uh, be sure to subscribe, I meant to say this in the intro, subscribe to the show, rate it if you have 5 seconds, if you have 30 seconds, write a review for it, uh, you always have the option to donate. Uh, since I don't have ads, you can donate uh, in the link in the description of the episodes uh, through PayPal. Or if you go to the Bacon Bets podcast website, um, you can donate. Click the, I think it's an icon with a heart over the coin in the top right-hand corner. You can donate through that. Uh, send me an email, BaconBetsPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, when I get back to doing the Tuesday episodes, uh, I'll be answering some viewer questions. So feel free to send me an email, any questions you want. Uh, but with that out of the way, let's get into my picks for week six of the NFL. Obviously no Thursday night football this week, so we're starting right ahead with the Sunday afternoon games. Start. At, I don't know why it always seems like I'm starting with the Falcons game on Sunday. Uh, maybe, I guess, alphabetical order, uh, Atlanta A. That's probably why. Falcons-Vikings, I'm doing the same thing I did last week. I'm just taking the over 55 Minus 105. I can't bet on the Falcons. I can't bet against them. They're, I mean, their team just makes no sense to me. Even as an ex-Falcons fan, they still make no sense to me. With the amount of talent they have on their team, they shouldn't suck as much as they do. But they're terrible. They're just abysmal. I can't bet against them, though, because as soon as I do, they'll cover. I know they will. So, I mean, I'll, I might just take the over in every Falcons game for the rest of the season and hope for the best. Uh, Vikings defense, 26th. And opponent yards per game Falcons defense is 31st in opponent yards per game so both bad defenses so far this year to be fair the Vikings defense is not necessarily bad they're just kind of young they're banged up um, they're also 27th and 31st in opponent passing yards per game which means Matt Ryan and Kirk Cousins should have good games which always helps an over bet hit uh, the Falcons defense also dead last in opponent touchdowns per game allowing four per game that's 28 points right there if the extra points are good I mean <laughs> four four opponent touchdowns per game on average is just bad. That's brutal. Uh, I I mean, I don't know. The Vikings are the public team here. They seem obvious, uh, but they have put up some stinkers this season already. So I can't really bet on them. It's kind of seems like a spot that you want to uh, uh, sell high on the Vikings after their good performance against the Seahawks last week. Uh, They beat the Texans the week before as well. So it kind of seems like a sell high spot where you kind of want to take the Falcons, but I can't justify a bet on the Falcons after how they've looked so far this season. Can't do it. I'll just take the over and hope for the best. So over 55 minus 105. Uh, Ravens-Eagles the next game up. I'm taking the over in this one as well. I got more total bets this week than I think I have in any other week uh, outside of maybe week one. I had quite a few in week one. Uh, But Ravens-Eagles over 47 and a half. This is my gut feeling bet of the day. Uh, So if you're one of those people that want to if you're going to tail any in my bets you want to tail the ones where I have a bunch of statistics to back it up uh, then this bet is not for you uh, neither team makes sense to me uh, really the Ravens beat up on bad teams but their stats aren't really that eye-popping uh, the Eagles stats at least on defense look pretty decent but they get their ass kicked almost every single week but then they beat the 49ers you know a couple weeks ago so in a confusing game it's 47 and a half I'm going to take the over Ravens 6th in opponent yards per game, Eagles 13th. Ravens 24th in offensive yards per game, Eagles are 28th. Which would make you think the under when you look at those stats. So why is the total all the way up at 47.5? Because I think the stats are uh, Fugazi. Is that what it's called? Fugazi? I don't know. I just think the under seems too obvious... The Ravens' offense is explosive. The Eagles' offense can get, you know, maybe, hopefully, can get some rhythm going. I don't know. This might be the hardest game of the week to pick. Uh, Ravens are super public. I think they're the second most publicly backed team so far. Uh, I don't know. This game's confusing to me. I'm just going to take the over and hope that uh, a lot of points are scored. Over 47.5. Minus 110. Panthers-Bears. I'm going to take the Panthers. Minus 2, minus 105. I don't think I've bet on the Bears yet this year. Uh, but it's time to put respect on Teddy Bridgewater and the Panthers. Bridge, Br- Teddy Bridgewater, second in the NFL among starting quarterbacks in completion percentage. That's right, a better that has, that's a better completion percentage than Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, the only guy who has a better completion percentage, though, is surprisingly Derek Carr. And um, to be fair, I do have to say, it, the Bears do have the lowest opponent completion percentage. But I'm going to believe in Teddy Br- Bridgewater this week. Speaking of Teddy Bridgewater, he's like 31 and nine against the spread as a starting NFL quarterback. Now I might be off one or two; my math might not be right. Um, I was basing it off of an article that was on Odd Shark last year, and then try to figure it out uh, from the games that have happened since then. I am going to get this double checked by our stack guy at Odd Shark tomorrow. I'm going to tweet out uh, what Teddy Bridgewater's uh, ATS record is as a starter, but I'm, it's a I'm, if if I'm off, it's not by much. It's only by a couple. It's somewhere around 31-9 and 9 against the spread, which is an insane ATS record. People refuse to respect him for some reason, and I've had enough of it personally. Also, I don't believe in Nick Foles. Still don't. I think Tom Brady, with his senile brain, gave that game away to the Bears last week. So I'm going to back the Panthers this one. Minus 2, minus 105 against the Bears. Bengals Colts I am addicted to betting on the Bengals this season and I'm going to take them again in this game plus eight minus 115 Uh, I have bet on the Bengals every single week except for week two when I took on the Browns on Thursday night football I took the over in that game but every other week I have taken the Bengals I have a man crush on Joe Burrow I can't help it also I think the Bengals are at a good spot to buy low on them after their offensive stinker against the Ravens last week especially people are going to see them you know couldn't put up I mean really they couldn't put up any points I'm not going to count that last second field goal just to avoid the shutout that they did um, so couldn't put up any points last week against the Ravens people are gonna see how good the Colts defense is and they're gonna take the Colts I think that's gonna be people's reasoning at least I'm gonna go against that I mean that came against the Ravens it was bad but it was a lot of bad poorly timed turnovers there's a couple of rookie mistakes Joe Burrow it got they were all caused by Joe Burrow being under pressure Uh, The Colts, uh, really, they kind of have a middle-of-the-pack pass rush when it comes to sacks and QB pressure, so I'm hoping Burrow will have some more time in the pocket this week than he did last week against the Ravens, Uh, and hopefully he learned from his mistakes as well. Also, I just don't believe in Phil Rivers. He's old. He's done. Uh, Also, does Phil Rivers even... Does he ever win a game by double digits? Every single game Philip Rivers plays in, I feel like 98% of Philip Rivers' games come down to the last possession one way or the other. Either he leads his team to a game-winning... Uh, touchdown or he throws an interception late in the game and 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 screws his team over so I I can't trust Phil Rivers to cover an eight-point spread I'll take it Bengals plus eight minus 115 I'm gonna buy low on them this week Steelers Browns so this game has to be the most intriguing matchup I think of week six Steelers as of recording this Wednesday night three and a half point favorites I'm going to take them at exactly that. I'm going to take Steelers minus three and a half, even money. It's at even money right now at Bovada against the Browns. I think it's just a terrible stylistic matchup for the Browns. Steelers are second in opponent rushing yards per game, only allowing 64 yards on the ground per game. They're also second in opponent yards per carry, allowing 3.3 per rush attempt. And we know that the Browns' offense uh, is based on the running game. Even their pass game is based on the running game. Also, they don't have Nick Chubb. And Baker Mayfield, like I said, their whole pass game is based off the run game. They do play action passes, things like that, but you have to establish the run for those to to, to kind of be effective. And I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball very effectively against the Steelers. Also, the Steelers are first in the NFL right now in QB hurry percentage, hurrying quarterbacks, and 18.8% of their dropbacks. Baker Mayfield isn't exactly known as a quarterback who does well under pressure when he's getting pressured by the other team. Steelers also first in sacks per game, averaging five per game, which is absolutely insane. Um, now, I do have to say, you do have to preface it uh, with betting on the Steelers this week, is that they haven't played anyone really so far this season. Giants, Broncos, Texans, Eagles. None of those teams are really contenders. None of those teams really run the balls uh, that well as well. So you have to kind of consider that when you're looking at the, how good the Steelers have been in stopping the run. They haven't exactly played against great rushing teams. But I still think it's a terrible stylistic matchup for the Browns. I mean, I could see the Browns trying to establish the run early, the Steelers then uh, stopping them and being able to take the lead, and then the Browns will have to turn to their pass game in Baker Mayfield to try to catch up, and then that's when the Steelers' defensive line is going to have a field day, I think, against Baker Mayfield. So I'm sorry, Browns fans. Going to take the Steelers, minus 3.5, even money at home in this matchup. Then we're looking at the Broncos-Patriots. I'm going to take the under 45 at minus 110. Really, I really didn't want to take any more unders this season with how many points are being scored. But I think it's the right play here, and I have one under bet later as well. Uh, it sucks taking unders, but got to do it. I'm just probably not going to look at the score in this game and at the at the score in this game until it's over. Broncos 29th in yards per game, 28th in points per game. New England's defense is 11th in opponent yards per game, 12th in opponent points per game, and that's with games against Chiefs, Seahawks, and the Raiders, Raiders who surprisingly have a good offense. So New England's defense has been very good so far this season, especially considering the competition. Denver's defense isn't bad either. 16th in opponent yards per game, 14th in opponent points per game. Also, the Patriots love to run the ball first in NFL in rushing uh, rushing attempts per game. And we all know running the ball means the clock keeps moving. Less time on the clock means less chances for points to be scored. I hate betting unders this year. I think it's the way to go in this one. I'm going to go under 45 at minus 110. Another total bet here in this next one, Jaguars-Lions over 54.5. The Lions really are an overbetter's dream, and the Jaguars are kind of a sneaky overbetter's dream as well. Lions have a great quarterback, offensive weapons, and an absolutely terrible defense. Jaguars are similar, uh, not quite as explosive on offense, but their defense is actually even worse than the Lions' defense. So Jaguars right now are giving up the highest opponent completion percentage at 75.78, which is insanely bad. Uh, quarterbacks are co- completing have more than three quarters of their passes that, that they're throwing Matt Stafford should have a field day against them, meanwhile, Minshew is kind of still flying underneath the radar, 10th in passing yards per game, 10th in completion percentage not fantastic, but not bad at all Jaguars, 9th in yards per rush uh, so I'd like to see them get James Robinson going a little bit more uh, who I've actually really enjoyed watching uh, this season, lines are dead last in opponent rushing yards per game as well Allowing 5.2 yards per carry, which is 29th in the NFL. So, the Jaguars run the ball effectively. lines pass the ball effectively. I'll take the over 54 and a half minus 110. Money line under dog alert. Money line under dog alert. I really need to get an actual sound effect for this, but... This is my under look, underdog money line pick of the week. I hit the Browns last week. They're, like I said, like minus 105, so barely an underdog when I when I uh, placed the bet. Week before that, though, I hit the Eagles Sunday night at uh, plus 255 when I locked it in. Uh, so I've hit two of my money line underdog, underdogs uh, in a row. This week, I'm going to take the Texans plus 165 against the Titans. Love this bet. Right off the bat, there's something that sticks out to me immediately that makes me like the pick. The Texans averaged the fewest rush attempts per game so far this season at 20.4. But last game against the Jaguars, they rushed the ball 34 times. So 14 times more than their season average. Which means Romeo Cornell is running the ball way more than Bill O'Brien did. And they were very successful at it last week too. They had 216 yards on the ground, averaged 6.4 yards per carry. Now, Why is this important? Because the Titans are dead last in opponent yards per rush attempt, giving up 5.5 per carry. So if the Texans run the ball like they did against the Jaguars, they could have a big day. Also, kind of a sell-high game on the Titans. They look fantastic against the Bills, but and they're undefeated. But are they that good of a team? Don't get me wrong, I think they are a good team. But there's a reason why they're only a three-point favorite at home here. I love the Texans in this spot. So this is my money line Underdog Bet of the Week. Texans plus 165 against the Titans. Then we're going to a couple of dumpster fire games. Giants, Washington. I'm going to take the Giants minus 2.5 at minus 120. Uh, reason one, despite Daniel Jones and the Giants being a dumpster fire, I still trusted more than Kyle Allen and the Washington offense. Uh, reason two, the Giants defense is actually decent. Eighth in opponent yards per game. Washington's defense is somewhat decent too, uh, but the Giants are slightly better in most categories. Uh, The under could be a good play here, but I'm not going to waste any more time uh, on this dumpster fire of a game. I've already taken two unders. I'm not taking another one. Just give me the Giants, minus 2.5, minus 120, and let's move on. Dolphins, Jets. Uh, Speaking of dumpster fires, I mean, there's no way in hell you can bet on the Jets right now. You just can't. It's at the point where I don't even care if the bet loses because I know there's just no way I can justify a Jets bet. So if it loses, it's like, all right, whatever. I wasn't going to bet on the Jets anyway. Second last in offensive yards per game. 25th in opponent yards per game. Uh, The whole organization is a shitstorm. They released Le'Veon Bell. I don't have anything else to say about this game. If I lose this bet, so be it. I'm not betting on the Jets. Dolphins minus nine and a half, minus 110. Packers, Bucks. This is a very strange game. Uh, I'm taking the under fifty five at minus one ten and I hate it. I hate this bet so much. I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. I despise this bet. I want to take the Packers minus one, but I'll explain why I'm not. So the line opened up at pa- Packer's minus two and a half, and the bets on them started to pour in according to bet They're the most publicly backed team so far this week, but yet the line has moved down to Packer's minus one, so it' was at minus two and two and a half. And they're getting a ton of bets, but yet it's moved down against them. Now it's Packers minus one, which means a lot of sharp money is coming in on the Bucks, And that makes me terrified. So I looked into why that is, and I think it comes down to Tampa Bay's defense. They're fourth in sacks per game. First in opponent yards per rush attempt, only giving up 2.7 per carry. Second in opponent total yards per game. I think their defense has been very good this year, so if they can slow down Aaron Jones and force Aaron Rodgers to throw the ball all game, maybe they can keep it close. Also, Packers' defense is pretty solid as well. 12th in opponent yards per game, 6th in sacks per game. The Packers seem so obvious in this spot that it, it just makes me scared to bet on them, especially with the sharp money coming in on the Bucks. But I, I can't bet on the Bucks because I can't really fully justify it. I mean, their defense is good, but can I trust their offense? Tom Brady looked terrible last week. So I'm just going to avoid the spread. I'm going to take the under 55, two good defenses um, that have good starts to the year. I definitely don't trust the Bucks offense, so I, I think this total is a little bit high. Staying away from the spread because of the sharp money and public money is making me nervous. I'm going to take the Pat- Packers bucks under 55 at minus 110. Uh, Rams 49ers, I believe this is the Sunday night are going to take Rams minus three and a half at even money. 49ers have lost as a seven point or higher favorite at home this season three times already. That was to the Cardinals in week one and then the Eagles and the Dolphins. Uh, so that's not good, uh, especially at home. They're also obviously banged up on defense. Their QB situation is questionable at best. The only thing that makes me think they have a shot in this game is the fact that the Rams' run defense is not very good so far this season. Rams' run defense 23rd in opponent yards per carry at 4.7. So uh, I do, to be honest, I kind of want to take the under, but the public money is on the under, and when the public money is on the under, then that seems kind of too obvious. So uh, maybe I'm overthinking it. Uh, I'm just going to take the Rams, though. Um, Yeah, another reason why I kind of like the under is because both teams run the ball a lot, which eats up the clock. Two decent defenses, but it uh, makes me nervous. makes me nervous. Uh, but I've said it before. I love what the Rams are doing this year. I love how Sean McVay has been running their offense, not asking Jared Goff to do too much. They're running the ball. They're they're game-managing it well. I'll take them at minus 3.5 at even money. Chiefs-Bills. Now there's two. We've got a doubleheader Monday-nighter starting off with the Chiefs-Bills. I'm taking Chiefs minus 3.5 115 against the Buffalo Bills. So Chiefs coming off a loss, time to buy low on them. I love the Bills, I love their fan base, I don't want to shit on you guys too much, don't want to say anything too negative, but let's be honest, Josh Allen looked a little bit more like the old Josh Allen last week against the Titans. Also, Chiefs are actually 6th in opponent passing yards per game, only giving up 225.2 per game, and also this is the main reason why I like the Chiefs. We know the blueprint is out there on how to beat the Chiefs. It's run the ball down their throat and keep Mahomes off the field. If you do that and Mahomes has a slightly off day, you'll win. That's, that's what the Raiders did. Um, and that's how teams uh, kind of teams that gave them uh, you know, a run for their money last year did it as well. That's how the Chargers uh, gave them a run for their money this year. But the Bills are 26th in yards per rush attempt at 3.8 per carry and 28th in rushing yards per game. So they don't actually have a great rushing offense. Their offense so far this year has been on Josh Allen's arm, which if you're going to throw the ball, that's not the way to beat the Chiefs. So not a good matchup for them, I don't think. I apologize, Bills fans, but I am going to take the Chiefs minus 3.5 at minus 115. Last game, Cowboys-Cardinals. I'm going to take the Cowboys plus 2, minus 110. Again, this is the... Uh, I'm just realizing it now. It's the fourth week in a row I'm betting on the Cowboys. <sighs> Damn, I think I even said if they didn't cover, I was gonna stop betting on them. I've tweeted it twice now that I'm done betting on them. But here I am. I've already made the pick. It's too late. Ah, Jesus. Oh well. Cowboys plus two, minus point ten against the Cardinals. Gonna get this out of the way right off the start. I say before I pick every Cardinals game. Kyler Murray stinks. I tweeted out before the season starts. He had a good game last week against uh, what? Who was it? The Jets? They just beat up on. Who cares? Kyler Murray's not a good quarterback. Next thing I'm going to say, it's uh, it sucks what happened to Dak Prescott, but I think a lot of people are underestimating Andy Dalton. Is he the best quarterback, at backup quarterback in the league? You could make an argument for that. Uh, I mean, probably it's Jameis Winston, to be fair. Uh, I don't think he's worse than Trubisky, though. You, If you count Tua as a backup, Tua Tagovailoa, did I pronounce that correctly? Uh, you can make an argument for him, but we haven't even seen Tua in action, so who knows? I don't even think you can count him. Uh, and then maybe the only other arguments like Jacoby Brissett. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's a good backup quarterback. I'm I'm forgetting. But uh, this turned out into being a good move for the Cowboys in the off season. People forget Andy Dalton had a, a few very good season with the seasons with the Bengals. I think this line is a slight overreaction to the Dak injury. If the Cowboys can somewhat hold it together on defense, they'll be in this game. I'll take them at plus 2, minus 110 at home to the Cardinals. So there there you go. Those are my NFL Week 6 bets. Uh, I don't really have anything else to say this episode, so let's uh, review my bets. I'll just recap them, and then that'll be it. So Falcons-Vikings, over 55, minus 105. Ravens-Eagles, over 47.5, minus 110. Panthers, minus 2, minus 105, versus the Bears. Bengals, plus 8, minus 115, versus Colts. Steelers minus three and a half even money against the Browns, Broncos, Patriots under forty-five minus one ten, Jaguars, Lions over fifty-four and a half. I didn't write down the juice on that. What's the juice on that? Uh, but, 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 line. This is just minus one ten. So Lions, Jaguars over fifty-four and a half minus one ten. Texans plus one sixty-five on the money line against the Titans, Giants minus two and a half minus one twenty versus Washington. Dolphins minus 9.5, minus 110 against the Jets. Packers, Bucks under 55, minus 110. Rams minus 3.5. Even money against the 49ers. Chiefs minus 3.5, minus 115 against the Bills. Cowboys plus 2, minus 110 against the Cardinals. Uh, last week I forgot to give out my five best bets. Um I went two and three in the Capra Cup and three and two in the bet online contest. Um I don't know why I put the Bengals down as one of my best bets in the Capra Cup. I don't know why. Uh, The bet online, I put the Rams down instead of the Bengals, which was a better bet. I don't know why I chose the Bengals and Capra Cup. So Usually, both those five picks would usually be the same unless I decide to go with a total. I am going to go with a couple totals this week uh, for the Capra Cup. So Here are my five best bets that I'm going to put in the capper one of them might change one of them might change I haven't submitted my Capra cup picks I'm doing it tomorrow afternoon but it's definitely going to be Steelers minus three and a half it's definitely going to be Texans now I'm taking the money line for my road to 256 bets but obviously in the Capra cup you know I have to choose from the spreads they give me I can't take a money line and that would be pointless anyway so Texans plus three in the Capra cup Chiefs minus three and a half uh, Jaguars lines over 54 and a half the one that I might change I have written down here is my fifth best bet that was the Packers bucks under 55 and a half under 55 uh, I said how much I hate that bet and I do but actually the amount that I hate it actually kind of makes me like it a lot Um, yeah so right now that's my fifth but if I wake up tomorrow and feel different I might change that last one so Steelers Texans Chiefs Pucks Packers Bucks under Jaguars lines over uh, that's my five best bets for this week. So there you go. That's the NFL week six episode of the bacon bets podcast. Subscribe, rate and review. Tell your friends, tell your coworkers, tell your drug dealer, tell your barber, tell your, uh, the guy that you play rec league soccer with. Tell, um, tell your mailman, mailman. Do people still have mailman? Do they have milkman. They definitely don't have milkman anymore. Um, if you have a milkman, tell your milkman. Um, Tell the DJ at your local strip club. Uh, Tell the random guy that you get paired up with at the golf course about this podcast. Uh, After after you steal all his money when you do a $20 closest to the pin on a 130-yard par 3. Tell him about this podcast. Tell your aunt. Tell the person who looks after your dog when you go away for the weekend. Tell your girlfriend's ex-boyfriend about this podcast. Tell your girlfriend's future boyfriend about this podcast tell your girlfriend's side piece unfortunately about this podcast Um, tell your electrician tell your plumber tell the guy that you bought a pair of used skis off of from Kijiji is Kijiji American or is that just uh is that just Canadian where you buy used things what is it Craigslist maybe in, in America. I don't know. I'm done. I'm done ranting. That's it. <laughs> I love you all. Best of luck this week. I will talk to you next week.